And welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you like this delayed show, then you know, hey, give us that five-star review. You don't have to delay, though. You can do it right away. And as always, we talk judging MMA, so head on over to abcboxing.com to read the criteria. Almost forgot that part. I almost forgot. That's all right. <laughs> Look, we're all we're kind of out of sorts. We're out of we're out of our, our normal routine here. This is a much delayed episode. I think it's probably our most delayed episode that we've ever had to uh, kind of push back. Right? Yeah. So. Unfortunate circumstances. It was you know weird weird weekend. I think for both you and myself. Yes. Yes. I got well. I, I think a lot of people know I got a heart prom. So I was having a little heart heart pain. I guess chest pain. Is that what we call it? Whatever. Heartache? Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely just a little chest pain. So I uh, had a stress test on Friday. Saturday, doctor didn't really like what he saw. So he said, go do a catheterization. Did a catheterization. No no blockages in the uh, arteries. So just got to unfat myself a little bit. We'll get you there. Yeah. No, Stop eating, Un- stop eating seven burgers listen, before the show. Unfat Dan Urban. It's pretty much a nightmare. He could be a killer. On the mats. Oh my God, yeah. So a meticulous and slow, methodical killer, you know, but, real, but a killer nonetheless. Real quick, I don't want to get too too deep into it, but after the stress test, the doctor was like, "This comes back all good. I don't see why you can't get back to jujitsu." I was like, "Yes, there you go. Let's go." And you and, and I will return at the same time. Yeah, and then well, now, all right, so <laughs> I'll be back. You will, you will, yeah. you'll get there. Do, does it, is there now a delay in clearing you for that or? I see. I see him in two weeks. So I'll, I'll just hold off until then. Because I was I mean, gonna I've, say, like, if, if, if they, they want you to get unfat. Can't tell you not to work out. Well, no, no, I can, I'm, I can work out. I don't know how, how uh, strenuous I can be yet. Though. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. So. I see, I see. Well, well, like I said, I and I don't, I'm not going to go into details too much of mine, but uh, let, let's just say a lot, of, a lot of craziness going on in the Fontana household uh, between the kids and all sorts of, uh, you know, Halloween stuff yes. and, and unfortunately unforeseen circumstances. Uh, one of which being my washing machine started leaking water out the side and it's it's it's, it's it was kind of letting me know it's time to go so yeah we, we still don't have a working washing machine but we'll get there who needs clean clothes i didn't exactly no i just wear the same thing goes over and over yeah again. exactly that's, what that's I how i've been doing that's it. what i did this weekend I don't even, past few days i don't even know what my <laughs> wife thinks she's washing <laughs> no i seriously wash clothes that's okay <laughs> that and that by the way that is her role her role is to wash them i put them away we, okay. we have our, our specific roles in the house because she doesn't like putting the clothes away, and I don't particularly like putting them in the in the washing machine. Not very good at folding. I'm okay at folding actually, because I used to work at Marshalls. Mm. Oh, so, well, like, that helps. I yeah. think I actually got like <laughs> decent at like folding clothes and stuff. Okay. So yeah, I can do it. Be- folding the bed sheet though, you know that one like the, the actual bed the, spread. The fitted bed. No sheet? one could do that. I can't do that. The that's that's a that's a that's a myth. I think TikTok will teach you. It's still a myth. I don't care. <laughs> Anyway, and no one wants to hear about this stuff. We, we we're already we kept them waiting long enough, Dan. I think we you know let's talk a little bit about UFC two eighty three, right? Or you, no, UFC two eighty three, UFC Vegas sixty three. Yes, yes. I'm all just making. Um, yeah, this, it's way too like I like numbers, right? I talk about the data yeah. all the time. There's way too much like numbers in the way the UFC does things. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's several num- <laughs> numerical systems. It just God. So obnoxious. <laughs> like I don't even know what number UFC Fight Night this is. Like it's probably like UFC Fight Night two seventy two or something. Mm-hmm. Like who, who the hell keeps track of that at this point anyway? But nonetheless, let's let's just really quickly talk about this uh, unfortunate end to the main event 
Arnold Allen gets the win. Calvin Keeter blows out his knee. Poor guy. Yeah. That's a terrible way. But but let's just think really quick. What does this where does this leave Arnold Allen? Because he's got a win. He's got a ten fight win streak in the UFC. He was already at this level that's like, okay, meeting fighting Calvin Cater makes a lot of sense. It did. It doesn't necessarily give him a lot of momentum this particular one, but where does this leave him in the pecking order? No, like, where I should think, he be? I think he's fine. I, th- I think you can you can match him up against Josh Emmett or Yair Rodriguez uh, as a title eliminator, or even even interim. I mean, if if uh, he was calling out for the interim, and then he was like, "Nah, just well, give me the regular one." I think I think know what to do. I think Aaron uh, Bronstetter. I'm not. Said, I'm not familiar with that man. He said it right. I think when he said, "I don't think." Uh, Arnold Allen knows who the contenders are. <laughs> and no, I kind I, of agree. I saw Aaron say that. So, I think I think you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree there. I'd, I'd like to see an uh, interim. I think makes sense since Volk is going up for uh, the 155 belt. Yeah, we've talked about that um, before. Yeah. So y- Yair, um, he had a win against Brian Ortega with another injury uh, ending, uh, and Josh Emmett's kind of just waiting around. I guess I don't I don't know where where he fits in. Uh, so either. You can do Josh Emmett versus Yair. You can do Yair versus Arnold Allen or Arnold Allen versus Josh Emmett. What if we I did a work. What if we did so. a triple threat match? That would work. I'd be down for a triple threat. There. That'd be wild. I wonder how that would play <laughs> out in MMA. I really don't actually want to see it, but like just a, a thought experiment. I, I think Kaposa probably can link you to a video I, of it. So. Guaranteed, he's seen like seven <laughs> cards of this. So, that man can, if there's some way of that combat sports are out there, he'll find it. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I don't think Arnold Allen comes out of this uh, in bad shape. I thought he looked good in round one. He did technically win so, the first round, yeah. Um, I mean, no, no technicality about it. He did win I the first felt, round on all three cards. I felt he was kind of starting to just find his groove. Mm-hmm. So who knows how it would have went. But Cater often gets better as the fight goes, too. That's, so that's, that's, another, that's yeah, something to keep in mind. Very tough guy. So you got to keep that in mind. Uh, Who knows what would happen? Unfortunately, yeah. no, it really is a shame. And you know, it's a shame he went out there again on the knee. But mm-hmm. you know, I would say succinctly. I, I don't want to really dive into this, but I, I feel like probably what I've seen over the last few months is that there's a lot that could probably be reformed about the way ringside doctors evaluate fighters in the fight. I, I guess. I mean, I yeah. I don't know. This, I don't know. I'm left wanting with a lot of things. I, I thought that the uh, remember way back the uh, Song Yadong and uh, Corey Sandhagen fight. I thought that round that fight should have been stopped around earlier. Right, right. You know yeah, that, that, was that, that was that was that was one though. that stood out. That was a cut, of course. But I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm seeing a lot of things that are like yeah, they meet the absolute bare minimum of being a healthy person. Well, that my thing is remember when we, we took the course and you know you can only wear wraps on your legs because it's for uh, your base, your stability. Sure, you can't wear them anywhere else on your body. Once that goes, just because they can stand, they're allowed to continue. I guess. I don't... But that's what I mean. That's maybe, kind of maybe that's the idea that should be reformed. Is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, I, 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 def- I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. So I just don't want you know. You hate to see somebody, especially like how much more did he hurt his knee? You don't know. Well, the slow mo is is kind of gross. Yeah, but yeah, it is. But, but yeah, I'm I'm too desensitized. So whatever. Yeah, I know you are. I was just watching before we got on. I watched on a loop. Uh, Sid vicious. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a great time. Psycho Sid. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But but I I can watch that with without kind of reacting at this point. Mm. But even before actually before we do get into contested rounds here, let's go over to the weird boxing from the weekend too. Because this this weekend wasn't strange enough for you and I. Yeah, uh, Anderson Silva not only boxed Jake Paul, but lost to Jake Paul. Yeah, what, what do you the mean? hell? Uh, what do you what the do? hell? I mean, it's what it is. I, I, 
you can't take away from Jake Paul anymore. Like the guy actually can box a little bit. I'm not saying he's like good necessarily at it, but like there's there's enough there. He beat a, an actual man of boxing experience slash hella combat sports experience, especially as a striker in Anderson Silva. Granted, it was pointed out that I hadn't really thought about it like this before, but when you think of Anderson Silva and all his knockouts, what do you think of? You think of knees. You think of kicks. I think of the elbow that he had in, uh, yeah. in Cage Rage. Yep. You don't think of a lot of one punch or maybe combo punch knockouts that he's had. No, he's it just a Muay he doesn't Thai really guy. have. Yeah, exactly. But but it's it's the it's the six other limbs, not the not the other two that he was actually using here. So, um, having said that, I still was pretty convinced that Anderson Silva was going to win this fight. Felt very confident in it. Did not go that way. But watching that fight, and I don't, I'm not as familiar with the ins and outs of boxing judging. I'm not going to take the time to do so. Mm-hmm. So I will say everything I have to say about this with the understanding there is a good chance I just don't understand a lot of things about boxing judging. Okay. You know, we didn't know as much as we thought we did about MMA judging when we got into the show. Right. I think you have to give the caveat that we're very likely missing a lot of things about boxing judging. But I think we're missing a ton of things. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But I was having this conversation with uh, with my colleague who actually does cover boxing for us, uh, Jared mm-hmm. Schwartz. And- he was saying that because he watched a lot more boxing than I do, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's kind of this debate after like all these you know events now that it's kind of like, okay, what are you supposed to favor? The power punches or the jab? Now, when you look at the numbers of this fight, this Anderson Silva and Jake Paul fight, you see that Anderson Silva is winning on the power punches on their numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Now, numbers are numbers, but I'm still watching and I'm thinking that was what was winning the fight anyway. Jake Paul is winning on the jab. Okay. And a lot of people watching this, I saw on social media, boxing, people who watch more boxing than me, let's say. We're watching a Jake Paul, not necessarily coasting, but definitely in the lead and then starting to control in the later rounds. And it seems like it was because of the jab. I'm watching this and I'm like, well, Silva's landing the bigger, heavier punches. Okay. And I'm thinking he should be winning these rounds, but that's just not the way boxing judges do it. So here's the thing. What do you think of the idea of boxing and judging? Like, what would you want it to be scoring more? If it was up to you, what would you want them to be favoring? I would prefer them to favor the heavy shots, the shots that are working towards ending the fight i think i would immediate impact i think i would too but that could be my mma bias so right but i mean i guess the way i look at it is in boxing isn't mma right but like if 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 you're the person who is arguing that really we ought to be favoring you know a really good jab here Mm -hmm. you know and 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 putting there the combinations and ring generalship and all those other things that we don't actually actually supposed to be talking about in mma right Mm -hmm. if you favor all those things you're almost talking more about rating a performance rather than rating how well they're doing in a fight yeah i I suppose and it feels like that's like kind of the caveat like if you accept that that's what it is then you accept that boxing is more here's here's the performance in in terms of scoring rounds here's a thing unless you get a knockdown then it's an immediate 10-8 what i'm a big poker guy you like poker and there's there's one it's one brief interaction uh watching it on tv that always sticks with me in this one guy is a big boxing fan, one of the poker players, and someone's, I think he was talking about uh, a close Floyd fight, and I think someone said, no, someone else won. He goes, yeah, he almost he almost knocked him out, landed heavier shots, and he goes, well, that's not the that's not the purpose of boxing. Boxing's job is, your point is to score. Uh, right. So, that's always kind of stuck with me. Maybe that's really what, what they're looking for. I, I've never read- Is that the, what that, does this person really know that? You know, Right. I, yeah. That's, but I mean, that's... from- Big big boxing fan, so I would I would assume maybe he knows a little bit more than I do, because uh, I don't really maybe care more than for, you, but I don't really yeah. care for boxing. But there's, um, a lot, there's a lot really. of MMA fans though that they certainly don't well, know judging. Was, <laughs> there, oh, they do, but you know what? This this crowd was was packed with with MMA fans, 
I think broadcast was too. But GSP's there. And, mostly, yeah. Ariel Hawani was doing the interviews and all. I think there was a lot of lot of actual MMA fighters on this card. Uriah Hall fought. Uriah Hall, Chris, Chris Pete, Avila, Le'Veon Bell, Chris Avila. Yeah. So that's what makes me think why Nate Diaz was there, not because he's trying to get a fight with Jake Paul, but uh, I, I, I imagine say... it was twofold. Probably a happy accident. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit of planning on both parts. Like, hey, maybe Jake Paul was like, mm-hmm. why don't we get Chris Avila there so that way he comes. <laughs> Yeah, what you I know? do, what I do want to play. I, I don't think this was. I don't think Silva took the dive. I don't. Oh think my God, can we not think like that? No, lose like that. He lost. That's he didn't what take a dive. So. If he, like I, I didn't come away from that fight thinking there's no way Anderson Silva could have lost that fight because I watched it mm-hmm. and I saw several close rounds. Right, that in my estimation, again, as a as a as a very uneducated on boxing scoring boxing fan I, I used to watch a lot more boxing i just don't have enough time for it anymore really between this and mma and you know having a life and all right um but i like to watch some bigger fights but yeah i mean i i came away from this thinking that you could certainly make an argument that anderson silva won I got now it. granted he he gets knocked down in the, in the eighth round i kind of had it sucked a lot of uh let's say a lot of my soul out <laughs> as like an mma fan i was like f he's probably not gonna win this fight <laughs> you know what uh I didn't really watch. Was it was it typical Anderson playing around, like running around, dancing type stuff, or no? No, not really. Okay. I don't think he. I mean, he certainly got into his grooves here and there, but he wasn't clowning. Okay, because that doesn't. When he does that, it doesn't really help the ring generalship portion. No. no. So no, I don't think I he did. Was... He really wasn't doing that. I didn't okay. take it. I mean, I would say there was probably a, a certain degree of Anderson Silva showmanship, but it really wasn't mm-hmm. crazy. Right. You know, and, and Jake Paul, I mean, he's, he's gesturing. He's like sticking his tongue out and do all these things at certain okay. times. Like he, he, you know, he, he eats like a decent shot and he sticks his tongue out. Right. You know, just, he's got some of that showman in his, in him as well. It's, it's, you know, it's a lot more broy rather than, yeah. you know, smooth and fun and, and Anderson Silva like that we've gotten to, used to. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, you you can't you can't watch that fight and say that Anderson Silva, one, got robbed or okay. two, took a dive. It's gotcha. it's a legitimate victory for Jake Paul. I tip my hat to him in there. I am never paying for one of his fights again. Oh, I was never playing. Never, I, I never, haven't never. I haven't bought a boxing fight and I maybe a, a Mayweather fight the years ago. The only reason I even bothered is because I was at a party and I really wanted to see how this went and I knew no one oh. else was going to be interested. So I'm like, all right, I'll buy it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so it is what it is. It's weird. Like, uh, real quick. Paul, yeah, yeah. Paul's kind of like the anti-hero because we want him to help the MMA fighter pay. Yeah, but I, And that's the fight he, he's battling. But is he gen- genuine about this? Like, or is he just using it as a thing? Because like, I want to see him actually do something with it rather than just talk. Right. Yeah. If he, like, if, he actually, if he actually does something, sure. But uh, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting. But I'm I'm rooting for him in that sense. If that makes sense. Where I don't really care how his boxing career goes. I'm rooting for change in the pay structure of mixed martial arts because I want all the fighters to get more money. Because and Anderson only made 500k for this fight, right? No, no, and, <laughs> I know. and 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 thirty five percent of the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there was that graphic online, yeah. and that obviously that says everything. Graphic. Yeah, someone made. And every time you pull out those yellow letters, that means oh, it must be official. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, what a dumb account. For those who don't know, just don't go on Twitter. <laughs> just just stay off Twitter. It sucks. It's only getting worse. Anyway, let's go to contested rounds. Let's we're we're done talking about Jake Paul uh, and and Anderson Silva. But don't stay off Twitter. Anderson. Follow me. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Follow Dan. Follow me. Um, and then I don't, I don't know. I got, I got nothing productive to say. <laughs> We're going to contested rounds, my friend for UFC, uh, Vegas 63. 
And we got to start with the one that I think probably uh, said everybody's. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, everyone, everyone got mad about this. There's always that one fight or maybe a couple fights that people get mad about. This is the one. Uh, Khalil Roundtree won, won a split decision against Dustin Jacoby. 29-28 all around. But this actually is a fight that qualifies as an alternative decision, sir. Yep. Which, if you recall, is the word that I have, the term I coined for when you have one fighter who wins the majority of the cards on two rounds mm-hmm. in a three-round fight or three in a five-round fight. Yet they lose the decision because it's certain rounds that just go the way they are. It it doesn't matter if we don't we don't grade on aggregate. We grade each judge's card, and that's how you come up with it, right? It's usually because one of the fighters gets a unanimous. The other fighter gets a unanimous. Uh, yeah, there so. will be one round that will go to the winner, and then the other two are two out of three judges see it for the losing fighter, which is the case here in in rounds one and two. And this doesn't spoil too much. I'm just telling you right now. Dustin Jacoby wins two of the three judges' cards in round one and two. But by virtue of he didn't win enough judges cards, he doesn't win the decision. Now, I'm not saying that that's wrong or like, oh, he got robbed or anything like that. We're not doing that. But what I'm saying is, is yeah, from a certain point of view, you can kind of hey see that, hey, there's almost a case where the judges are in a way saying that he won. It's just not the way that officially works. It's just not. But let's dive into round one. Let's let's actually talk about these rounds here, and let's figure out maybe where we would have uh, scored these rounds. So let's start with round one. Yeah, this, this fight was one of the ones I was most excited for. Okay. Be, yeah, I kind of like this one, too. I knew it was going to be a stand-up war with two heavy hitters. So first round doesn't disappoint. It's a solid kickboxing battle. Both guys landing some good strikes. Jacoby's landing the leg kicks primarily. Roundtree's attacking the head primarily, landing some decent ones. It's very close, and I think around the two-minute mark is where it starts to kind of lean towards Jacoby. He starts landing some pretty good shots to the head while continuing to attack the legs. Again, a really close round, and I don't hate it going for Roundtree, but I think Jacoby edges it 10-9. I also thought Jacoby edges this, but yeah, I, I I had a lot of trouble with this one. I really thought this was a much closer uh, round than I think. I, I feel like a lot of people didn't think this was a close round, and I disagree because I, I saw Roundtree landing some really heavy shots. and and. Mm. I think there's a volume disparity. The numbers reveal that, and I think I think that's how it played out, especially as Jacoby gets going later in the round, and the announcers start to get behind him as well, like the commentary team, right? So I can see why you you might not think there's a great argument for a round trip, but I I and you do you do, you obviously you see that, that yeah, there yeah, could yeah. be, but in theory, hypothetical you out there. Um, I see the argument. I'm with Jacoby, just like you, um, which is the same as judges Ben Cartledge and Ron McCarthy. It was Chris Flores uh, in his first assignment in in Vegas in quite a while. We haven't seen him there in a while. Um, he gave it to Roundtree, but I don't think that's I don't think that's wild. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. Round two. How about this one? Yeah. So Roundtree has a good first minute. Two solid leg kicks. His left hand is landing pretty good. But after the first minute, kind of similar to round one, is Jacoby. Starts to pick up the pace a little bit, and I think he's taken over. I think he closes the gap by the three-minute mark, and from here, I think it's just him edging it out, landing to the head often. Country, uh, round tree. Round tree. Round tree's output is down. I think it's a close round, but I- I'm pretty confident in my score for Jacoby, 10-9. I went for round tree here. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's a close round. I think it's a closer round than especially the commentary team would have had you believe because mm-hmm. they the way they're talking about this round, it's like Jacoby's just running away with this thing. And I didn't see it that way. I, I saw, especially in the early early on here, Roundtree Lance, when he hits, he hits hard, dude. He does hit hard. He hits yes, hard. I, and I think you gotta you gotta add the fact that there's that immediate impact for sure is heavy. Jacoby is touching him and they're talking about the fact that, you know, touch, touch and boom, right? That's the kind of the narrative that they were talking about on the broadcast. Touch, touch, boom. And you you see that certainly with Jacoby, but and, and I think all the, all the shots are landing to a certain degree. I can see why you'd go Jacoby. I certainly, I guess, flirted with the idea of going Jacoby, but I, I, I think I think Roundtree made it a lot closer than the judges. Well, not the judges, but then the commentary team would have had you believe. And well, the numbers are reflected, too. I mean, the numbers are really close. It's it's actually not that not that I agree with the numbers, but I think that indicates just how close around this really was. I th- I think after that first minute, the heavy shots from Roundtree kind of go away. Not entirely, though. I mean, you see you so see them kind of get peppered in. He just, there. There's periods where he kind of doesn't land as many oh. of them. I will I will absolutely grant that. But I think ultimately I feel OK going for Roundtree and and. Certainly can see it the other way, but I'm I'm on round tree here. Yeah, this seemed to be the round everyone was kind of up in arms about. I think so, I, but so. that that one seems silly to me because honestly, I thought this was I thought this was actually closer. I don't know. I think it's easy to make a case. I don't know why. That's just the way. I, because obviously, I went for Jacoby okay. in one round, and then I went for round tree here. So okay, yeah. Um, I I agreed with Judge Cartledge, who was the out judge on this one. You saw it the same way as uh, Judge Chris Flores and and Ron. You're McCarthy. just trying to get back in his good graces after last week. After me, where we disagree, we disagreed with him. That's true. I I did say he's so, terrible, right? You did. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I was very disingenuous about that, but <laughs> no. It, yeah, look, this was the first time I right. This was the first one Judge Cartledge was was in. Uh, yeah, in Vegas which is, for, which, which, is, is, which is terrific to say. It's, I love seeing it, but I mean, Bellator had an event in Italy, so kind of shocking. That's right. Stateside. That's right. I had to miss that so, one. Tough yeah. break, but I mean, <laughs> guys like Sal D'Amato were over there. Mm-hmm. Mike Bell, I believe, was over there. Brian Miner. Um, they had a lot of fights. There was like 15, 16 fights on that card. Hmm. Um, if if we weren't so delayed and we didn't have so many rounds from this one, maybe we could have looked at some of those Bellator rounds. But I think ultimately they had nine, nine rounds. I didn't see a lick of it. So we weren't going to do a 17 round couchside judges four days late delay. Just wouldn't so. have worked. No, no. So shout out to the to the gentlemen and uh, that were working in in Italy and making me jealous. But uh, we just didn't have time for that. But yeah, no, I'm. I don't think it's bad to go for Roundtree here, but it is technically, like I said, it's an alternate decision from a certain point of view. You can see why even the judges kind of gave him the fight, but that's not how it works. It's just not how Mm -hmm. it works. I think it'd be neat if if there was like a way that something like that could almost be like like appealed, right? Like rather than it go down as a loss for the, the fighter who got the decision, they could say, well, technically... I won two out of three rounds. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's considered like a draw or something. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> Devil's advocate here. I, I'm not saying anything I'd really believe, and I'm just I'm kind of thinking out loud. Um, that wouldn't be a reflection of the judges. That would just be like, a, hey, maybe that's like a, a like a, a grasping at straws way for the, the losing fighter to just get a <laughs> maybe not a loss. I yeah I, I don't I don't know what the solution is for that. It's kind of weird. There's not really a solution. Yeah, it's just, is, you, you just leave it as is. Yeah, I, I'm I guess, I'm yeah. you know. It's just, I, I think it's an interesting phenomenon. That's really all. Uh, I think it's probably more interesting than most people do. But let's move on. Mm-hmm. We have another split decision here, another one with two rounds that were split, although we are not talking about a uh, an alternative decision, like I just mentioned. And that was Max Griffin got the win over Tim Means. 30-27, 29-28, and 29-28 the other way. We're split on rounds two and three after a good 
Griffin first round. So what's happening in round two? So uh, Griffin really isn't doing all that much. And Means starting to find his rhythm with, with some strikes. Nothing really impactful. He's either throwing slaps. Uh, kind of felt like he was kind of sparring in there. But I think he, obviously because Griffin's not really doing anything in return, Means has a decent lead here. And then in the final 45 seconds, he gets clipped and dropped and, and Max is on top. I think that's enough to steal the round. Uh, he lands a strike or two on top. Means is throwing from the bottom, but there's I, I don't see much effect or really impact from these on the bottom. It's a funny looking knockdown. I, I didn't really take notice of the judging position here. Possibly uh, the out judge on this, who happened to be uh, Judge Cologne. Maybe he had a bad view and thought Means was just dropping uh, levels to go for a takedown. I think that's very possible. Uh, and also up to that point, Griffin really hasn't done much. Uh, but I think that knockdown's enough to take the round. 10-9 Griffin. Why are you anti-Jersey all of a sudden? You're going against Eric Cologne? <laughs> He's one of our own. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, I I, I think for me, you, you kind of you mentioned this here, and this is this is what really was for me. You just didn't see a whole lot from Griffin before that. And I didn't think that that knockdown was was especially as um let's say emphatic as the one in the first round. No, it was weirder. You know, the first round was like, oh, that was good. That like mm. Not that not that the judges sit there saying, "Well, there's a knockdown." They're just they're looking for a fighter who's hurt, right? And in the first round, yeah, he looked a little hurt. Uh, means did here. I don't. I just don't know how hurt means really was when he does get knocked down. It's more of a you know it, he he hits him and then there's probably something there. But I I thought it was let's say let's say there was more change of position in there than the first knockdown. You know what I mean? Okay. As far as why it's down there, right? Less effect on it. I think you can give it to means because of the effect that's coming off of his strike throughout the round. I know some of them are like those, you know, the palm strikes you were kind of talking about, but and these weren't Stockton slaps though. These are just regular slaps. I think they were, they were landing okay. Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's what went in the round. It but... really felt like sparring to me. Yeah. That's how I that's how I felt. I I think I'm okay with giving this round to Means, but it's it's close enough. It's mm. you know, I didn't I'm not up in arms about it one way or the other. So yeah, like I like you said, I I saw it as as Eric Cologne did, Jersey Strong. Um, and you saw it the same way as Ben Cartledge and mm-hmm. Derek Cleary. What about round three? Um, Means wants to wrestle this round. Gets it down very early, lands a couple strikes, a nice knee to the gut. Uh, but he's the one who does end up on his back, and, and Griffin just stays there. Doesn't do anything but try to hold position while Means is repeatedly throwing strikes, similar to the previous uh, round we just talked about. Not much on these strikes, but at least he's doing something. Uh, one burst from Griffin, this whole exchange to land one punch. Means scrambles to the feet, lands a couple good knees. These knees, I thought, uh, are the ones that give him the round. I felt Griffin was just trying to run the clock out, just holding on. I mean, there's you see Means trying to get up, and he's and he, he struggling to do that. So Not that, that's, some, not that that's necessarily effective no, offense going on either no, way. No, but, but. It, it, it has some decent, I guess, grappling for it. I, at least I don't know about that. Like he's like, well, they talk about that in domination. It's very, if a guy's not even bothering trying to get up, how can you, you know, even go domination? Okay. But when, you know, he's, he's uh, trying to stand up and he just can't because the top fighter is holding him there. I think you got to give some weight to that, but uh, not I, much. I guess, I guess. So I in that sense is where I can see uh, Derek Cleary scoring this one for Griffin, but on 10-9 means. You know, the the one thing that kind of tipped me off was at the end of this round, I said to myself, I'm like, which way did Derek Cleary score? Because a lot of the action, especially near the end, is happening in front of Judge Cleary. It's like right there for mm-hmm. him. 
So he's got a decent view of it in theory of what's going on. And he did score it for Griffin, right? Mm. Whereas the other two judges who theoretically had a lesser view, at least of, of a live action view of the action, maybe they maybe they saw it from their vantage point as well. But Cleary's closer. The other two judges saw this for means. Not that that's what swayed me. I, I make my pick and then I find it out. Um, but I, I did think that was interesting that he gave that one to Griffin based on that. So maybe there's something there that we're just kind of missing. I, I, that's that's all I'm really yeah, kind of putting maybe. out there in the world. But I did see this for means. I didn't see enough happening from Griffin. Just I just didn't think he was effective. Not not very effective at all mm. in this fight or in this round. Excuse me. Um, but I give him the fight. I gave him the first. Oh, actually, no, I didn't give him the fight. I gave means the fight. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I had Griffin winning. So I I had the same card as Judge Cologne. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas you had the same card as Judge Cartledge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're just See, trying to get in his good graces. I like you, Ben. <laughs> he, he was he was a nice guest on our show. He's he's certainly not uh, like Scott. Giving us yeah, that's right. I do I do hate him. That's true. I forgot. <laughs> My mistake. I always forget who I hate. <laughs> anyway, we're we're on to the next round here. Uh, a little little deeper into the card. Jun Young Park got the win over Joseph Holmes. Round two submission by a rear naked choke. But the first round was there was there was at least some some debate over who won the round here. So let's hear it. Yeah, this was a good first round. Holmes landed some good strikes to the head, a, a couple low leg kicks. Park landed a nice shot and off balanced Holmes. Ended up on the back for a good while while landed some punches attacking a choke. Park loses the position late and Holmes almost has the back. Lands a couple strikes and a really uh, a nice elbow I thought he landed. I thought it was a wild back and forth. Uh, very close round, but I scored a 10-9 Park. I also had a 10-9 Park. Only one other judge had it that way, though. Oh. It went the other way. So Ron McCarthy was the out judge on this one. Ben Cartledge and Rick Winter had it for Holmes. They were in the majority. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have anything to add uh, about the rationale, but what does that mean for, for Judge McCarthy? Oh, couch side over. <laughs> <laughs> i have to mail that one across the country. <laughs> It'll be in the mail, probably. Maybe. Usually. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we've got uh, another fight here on the main card, actually. We're going to move move back up to the main card here. Treshawn Gore got the win via round two submission with a guillotine, uh, a nasty one, uh, over Josh Fremd. Round one was split before that. So yeah. what's happening here? Gore comes out and he wrestles early. Uh, Fremd jumps on the neck a little bit until uh, he's threatening a guillotine. Not, nothing really close there. Uh, they get back to the feet and, and now they exchange a little bit. I don't really know if there's any edge uh, one way or the other, but Gore gets a nice big takedown. Uh, solid impact on this takedown, I think. Uh, Gore ends up taking the back, but from here, he doesn't really do much. He's not there that long. I don't really see him striking or even threatening a choke. After it gets back to the feet, I think Fremd is landing solid combos. I think he appears to have some really good effect. I think it's a Fremd round. I think his offense is more effective, so 10-9 Fremd. No, I went the other way. I went for Gore here. I thought that he was actually a little more ahead on the striking in the in the early part of the round than than you did. I I, I just saw it that way a little more, I guess. Um, absolutely debatable. I could see why it split for sure. But I sided with the majority here and, and uh, judges Adelaide Bird and Derek Clear. And you suck it up to uh, to Eric Colon well, now. That, if you don't call me him. anti-Jersey. Now, now at this point, now you're just trying to make up for it. You knew what you did. <laughs> I'm the only one who's pro Jersey. I just yeah, I, I we everyone knows that I support New Jersey better than you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Eric Cologne calls it pork roll or Taylor ham, a food that I'm no longer allowed to eat, by the way. Oh but, my goodness. Uh I would like to know his opinion on that. Well I'm going to guess based on geography that he calls it uh pork roll and he is wrong. 
Okay. So that's we'll just, agree. Uh, if you don't live in New Jersey, you have to understand there's only one way to refer to this food. It is Taylor ham. <laughs> and if you call it anything else, you're a communist. <laughs> All right. Fair. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Cody Durden on the uh, deeper into the prelims here again. Cody Durden got a win over Carlos Mota, late, uh, late replacement fighter coming in on this one. 30-27 and 229-28 for Durden, a former guest of our show. Round one is the only one we're split on. Nobody was questioning who won the fight. But yeah, so what's happening in round one? Yeah, Mota comes out landing a few body shots, then gets taken down and, and has his back taken for quite a while. Durden unable to really get a good choke attempt, but he's landed some decent strikes. And then, you know, probably cruising to the round, and then Moda reverses it. Uh, Durden does get another takedown, uh, straight to side control. Moda starts attacking the legs a little bit. Nothing close, I don't think. I think he maybe had a decent heel hook attempt at one point, but I, I didn't really give too much weight to it. I didn't think it was that great. Uh, what he did better, though, in these attacks, I thought he landed some solid shots to the head um, in this 50-50 position, which... Is why 50-50 is not a, a great position for MMA when you can punch someone no, in the face. No, certainly not. Um, I think it's a close round um, because Durden wasn't really attacking from his position, but I think he did enough to win the round. 10-9 Durden. I also had a 10-9 Durden. I don't really have a ton to add to it. I, I thought mm-hmm. that ultimately this was... I mean, I'm sure there's reasons why you could certainly go the other way, but I, I actually saw this as a Durden round, and I thought this was not, not clear, certainly, but... I felt good about it. Mm-hmm. That's, let's put it that way. Okay. I felt good about this being a Durden round. Uh, and thus, we we were in agreement, you and I, with Judge Adelaide Bird, who was by herself. It was Tony Weeks and Ben Cartledge who saw this one for Mota. But what does that mean for Judge Bird? Couch side override. <laughs> that one's getting <laughs> mailed out to Vegas. Probably. It's in the mail. Yes. It's yes, in the mail. Yes. <laughs> wonder if I'm ever going to drop that gimmick or not. <laughs> no. No, never. What gimmick? There is no gimmick. There's no gimmick. Heavyweights, the last one here. Waldo Cortez Acosta got the win over Jared Vandera. Unanimous decision, 30-27 and 229-28. Round two is the only contested round here. What happened? Yeah, Cortez Acosta is getting his leg beat up pretty good. Uh, I think Vandera is getting good reactions from it, in- including some screaming like it didn't hurt. Ah! Yeah, like, ah! okay. Uh, Cortez threw heavy shots. I just don't think he landed that many of them. Seems to be getting a lot of glove or a lot of air. Oh, he hits a lot of air. Uh, the air was hurting. <laughs> Vandera kept hammering the legs, and he also had some decent shots to the head. I will say it's close because Cortez, he does get some through. I just think the effect from these leg kicks are, are getting stronger reactions more immediately than anything Cortez Acosta's landing. I'm on Vandera 10-9. And for the record, I think Vandera got round one as well. The leg kicks at the end of that round, pushed it over for me, but all three cage sides saw for Cortez Acosta. I'll be honest, so. I, I, because I watch, I caught up on all these fights late. I didn't watch any of these fights live. I should I should have mentioned because I was out of the party, mm-hmm. like I said, and then I watched Anderson Silva break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but but no, like when I saw that we had to, to watch this fight, a heavyweight fight, I said to myself, well, I'll watch most of these fights on this card, if not all. Except for this one, I'm just going to watch the bare minimum, which was round two. Not that I'm sh- I'm sure it was a decent heavyweight fight. It looked like by round two, it was actually still like a decent fight. But also, it takes a lot for me to watch heavyweight MMA that I'm not really supposed to. You know what? You would love the way Dom Cruz started this fight. Okay. Because he's very good at this. He goes, we're going to see someone get knocked out early or it's going 15. That was fair. And that's what happened. That's so, You know what? 
Spot on, Dom. Yeah. When when Dominic Cruz isn't talking about the live action in the cage, mm-hmm. honestly, I think he's really one of the best out there. Okay. Just maybe stick to the desk. He's a very good analyst. I love him on the. So. I love him as an analyst. I really don't enjoy his what he brings to the live broadcasts okay. of the fights themselves. I, I think there are other men and women who do it better. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see those individuals get more of a chance. But we have what we have. Anyway, um, I saw it for Vandera too. I I thought that he, I thought it was more or less going his way, and then he sewed it up near the end. With that, with the kind of the clinch strikes he was landing, mm-hmm. I just thought it was. I, I, there's probably an argument to be made, you know. I, yeah. I, Ron Ron McCarthy is a solid judge. He saw it for Cortez Acosta. We already gave him a couchside override. I didn't see it this way, but I, I'm sure there's an argument to be made. I don't. I don't think it's like a bad score or anything remotely close to that. It's just I don't know. This was a weird round, and and Cortez Acosta does a whole lot of gesticulating and and, and making noises and and gesturing and all that, and, you know, doing the whole like hands to the upside down kind of thing. Like, oh, what are you doing? You know, yeah. he does all that stuff, and it's like mm-hmm. I, whenever I see that, I'm almost like dubious of like, should I even grade? But that's not the way it works, right? You got to no. grade the actual effects of the actions, but you're like, man, it almost seems like he's trying too hard to get the uh, get the sympathy, get the so get the people to see like that he's limping. Yeah, movement is is uh, is hindered. Nonetheless, he gets the win. So. He got the win. Yeah, so we, you and I were united with Judges Junichiro Camillo and Tony Weeks. And that is it for the contested rounds from like half a week ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Promise, this, we'll, we'll be caught up next week, uh, barring, you know, keep your heart healthy, all right, bud? Well, I'm good this weekend, I all think. Right. All right, I'll tell my kids to, to, to be chill, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no more, no more, no more. Tooth. Oh yeah, I was just I just said my my oldest son, his molar, one of his baby molars just like randomly broke while he was eating dinner. We're like, what the heck is this? I guess it's one of his teeth growing in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, eventually it was just like, well, that's gonna crack. So yeah. One of the many things that happened over the weekend. <laughs> but we had a nice Halloween, I should point out. Oh kids had a great time. My 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 kids were an astronaut and a a spooky pumpkin. Okay. Yeah. Nice. You know, because it looks so scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was more like one of those, like, like semi-evil, but more like a, like a little kid evil. Okay. Uh, like face on a pumpkin. All right. That was, that was, uh, that was my youngest son's costume. All right. And then we had a really cool astronaut. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they were good at They were good. Got a lot of candy. Can't wait to dip my hand in that and eat some of it. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, they they're never gonna eat enough. Oh my god! The they, dad tax. There's, Come on. Well, it is the dad tax. That's true. <laughs> so moving on though, seven finishes we had from this Vegas event. Four submissions, three by TKO or KO, and four ended in the first round. Which of these finishes was your favorite, sir? Treshawn Gore with the extra violent Dan Miller esque guillotine over Josh Fremd. He was trying to have him hear his own heartbeat. It wasn't as quite as vicious as Dan's, but this was the nastiest one I've oh, seen. Oh, it was in dirty, a while. dude. It was one dirty. One of the nastiest ones I've seen <laughs> yeah. in a while. Yeah. I, I knew when I saw that. I'm like, well, yeah, he's going to recall Dan Miller's guillotine there. So mm. I'm just going to let him have that one. That's yes, fine. you will. Yeah. There was uh, another nice sub earlier, too. But, I mean, honestly, a lot, of, so. a lot of these fights had pretty well. Um, Obviously, there was technically a finish in the main event that was not anyone's favorite. Mm. I, don't think, I don't think it was even Arnold Allen's favorite. No, let's be perfectly honest. No. There's he didn't gain anything out of that other than you know his second part of the paycheck, right? Yeah, I guess uh, he can come back quick though. I mean, who Calvin Cater? Oh, Arnold Allen. I mean, in theory, Nothing. he he doesn't fight very often though. And he was when I interviewed him last week. He was saying, you know, if you asked me a few years ago, 
how would I feel about my the slower pace to his career? He's only fought twice in a year, two times in the UFC. He's been with the UFC like seven, eight years now. Mm. Um, it's like if you asked me a few years ago, I might not have liked it, but hey, you know, we ended up where we are and, and things are good. So, and he is still young. He started in the UFC and yeah. he was twenty one. He's twenty eight now, so seven years. Um, he's. How about, how about just entering his athletic prime? How about Dom being like, well, at least it happened in the fight and not training. So at least he gets a, a paycheck. Yeah, he would know. So that, <laughs> unfortunately, I, that's another expert area he's in. Having said that, I mean, you know, for all those injuries Dominic Cruz had, he didn't actually lose a fight because of any of them. His record was yeah. a little more spotless. That's true. So, yeah, it's, I guess it's a double edged sword. But obviously, you know, they're looking to earn money. So, so what was your favorite? Finish? My favorite finish was uh, Roman Delize, who rocks, stops. Phil Haas in so, the first round. Just yeah. a little over four minutes. Um, you he, just like seeing people on one leg get hurt. That's that, what you like seeing. That's that's not nice. I know that. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice why'd guy. Why'd you say it? Because you're favorite then. No, because it was... Oh, I mean, he had... Dude, he had him rocked like crazy. Yeah, because he had one leg. But, dude... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, like, he was... Good on Robin DeLeeds. That's for, what I'm saying. It was a good for, finish. For a good, good he actually finish. Finishes but he was him. trying to be a nice guy, though. He, he was. was trying to be nice. And then he was like, you know, I can't be a nice guy. I got to knock you out. It's it's the job. It is. I mean, he let go of the leg when it pops instead of pull instead of pull on it, yeah. which is uh, probably a training muscle memory type thing. Instinct. Yeah. yeah. I don't think these guys, well, not many, but many way, actually go in there looking to kill someone. I don't think anyone hurt them badly. I was trying to kill them. You know, Paul Harris hasn't fought for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that that is all for UFC Vegas 63, which was, again, half a week ago. We're much closer to what's happening in just a few days with UFC Vegas number 64. Yes. So we move all the way from UFC Vegas 63 to UFC Vegas 64. Marina Rodriguez going against Amanda Lemos, 115-pound women's main event. If you look back at the last 14 women's main events, and I cannot take credit for finding this. Someone posted this graphic. Yes, I saw it. I forget who it was. Mm-hmm. I'd love to shout it out. I can't. I don't have the name, but nonetheless, the last 14 women's main events in the UFC have gone the distance. Yeah, and the one that didn't involves Amanda Lamosh. That's right. So, but and it lost. was a very, a very unorthodox. That's right. So it was 13 to 14. My mistake. I, I, I misidentified it, that. It was the only standing arm triangle choke. That was that was a damn so, good one. So that was a damn good one. Who knows how that one would have played out with such a weird. Nonetheless, even independent of knowing that stat, I felt like this one was probably just going to go the distance, and we'll probably be talking about one to two of these rounds. <laughs> that's how it tends to go, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's just going to happen. You know, I don't. I'm not making a pick of who's going to win, but well, here's the thing. I you know what? Just have a feeling we're going to be talking about Lemos. Lemos beat Michelle Waterson pretty handily. Sure. Yeah, we were we were there for that one. We were in. The thing is, I don't I don't think Michelle Waterson's on the same level as I, Marina Rodriguez. So. Not not at this point in her career. I think so. there's probably been uh, you know a step back in Michelle Waterson. Although I don't think she's of that dissimilar in age. I think Marina Rodriguez is like 35. She's not young. She is 35 years old. Yeah. So she's not really like a prospect necessarily. She just has fewer fights and has been kind of in the, um, let's say, in the consciousness, the greater yeah. consciousness of the you know the high level MMA and stuff she's like that. She's undefeated. For not as long. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> anyway, uh, this being in uh, in Vegas, I expect we'll probably get some stellar judging again. Maybe some of those uh, gentlemen who were over in Europe will come home and maybe get some assignments over here. So it'll be even more. Of the uh, the typical names that we see, I mean, we saw we saw some names we don't see as often in Vegas this weekend. We, we mentioned Rick Winter, I believe, at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Flores, 
These are some guys we don't always see in Vegas, but they they got the call this time, which was yeah good for them. Always nice to get a little more run, mm-hmm. uh, a little more experience out there. But uh, yeah, I, I expect stellar judging. We had I think we had stellar judging last yeah, weekend. Yeah, we I did. did. I you know we for sure did. I think I think Vegas does a really good job of getting really terrific officials in there. So it's it's kind of the proven ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what other fights you want to see here? Well, the co-main, Neil Magny, Daniel Rodriguez should be pretty solid. I spoke to Neil Magny last week, too. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Uh, Brooklynite. Okay. He he moved when he was 12, but he's he's like, he still identifies as a Brooklyn guy. He comes out here a couple times a year. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this one, I like this fight. I think this is, I think this realistically should be the main event. It pro- wasn't, wasn't Bryce Mitchell supposed to be on this card or, so, um, or something happened? Yeah, was, him was and, it Mitchell and Evlov? It was, was Mitchell and Evlov, yeah. Yeah. And Evlov got hurt. So. Yeah. This would have been the main event. But I think I think Magni and Rodriguez, which was ske- rescheduled from a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and isn't that much of a turnaround from when Daniel Rodriguez fought on the, the pay-per-view with, with um, Nate Diaz. Right. So that was in September. This is a quick turn- It would have been an even quicker yeah. turnaround, but here he is again. Um, I like those turnarounds. I just feel like this would have been a better... Like, if, you tell, if you're going to tell me that you know for a fact Rodriguez and Lamos is going five rounds, and you know for a fact that Magny versus Rodriguez would go five rounds. Mm. Which fight do you think would better entertain you over the course of five rounds? I think Rodriguez, Magny. Right, I agree. Yeah, that's why this should have been a five round fight. Okay, it should have been the other round. Granted, there's more on the line with the other fight, so I actually do appreciate that. I I think I'm I'm someone. Yeah, I probably mentioned this before. And I'll say it again. I'm into the sporting aspect here. I like I like the proving ground, you know, meritocracy kind of idea of mixed martial arts. And there's a lot more on the line here. The winner of Rodriguez or Rodriguez and, and Lemos realistically could be the next challenger for the championship. It's possible. Yeah. So there's that. Although if it's Lemos, she's not going to skip the line over Jessica Andrade. No. So that wouldn't Can't. happen. No. <laughs> now when you get choked out, like we yeah. just mentioned, right? Uh, anything else you wanted to see? There was there was one more for me at least. Yeah, go. Uh, I want to see Grant Dawson and Marco Madsen. That that was added recently. Another one pushed back. Yeah, it was supposed to be last week. This past card. Yeah, and now I got. Me. And and this was also a fight that was kind of put together on short notice. So, mm. um, but yeah, Mark O Madsen, not Marco <laughs> Madsen, not Mark O Madsen, Mark O Madsen. <laughs> Yeah, it should be good. I fight. wonder what we're going to hear. Are they going to announce him as O. Madsen during the fight, or are they going to just say Madsen when they realize that's his last name? Depends who's announcing. That's a good point. So. That's right. <laughs> if we have if we have Anik, I know he'll get it right. I don't know what will be the case if there's anyone else next to Anik, which there always will be. <laughs> but it won't be Rogan. No gel. Uh, it could be DC. DC will definitely say O. Madsen. 100%. Oh, not not yeah. even a question. Mm-hmm. He would call him that to his face. <laughs> yeah. Because he doesn't know. <laughs> I think they get stuck in this this rut or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, I, I do like this fight at 155 pounds. I think it's a it's a really, like, for a, for a short notice fight that it really was put together on short notice recently anyway. Mm-hmm. I think this was a really good fight. I think it was well matched. Yeah, I think there's, there's something that comes out of this for the winner. They can kind of be on that borderline of maybe the top 15 at that point i don't yeah. know if they would get there but they're definitely close that'd be a good fight mm-hmm. yeah. anything else for you or is that uh... i think mario bautista in um he's fighting uh benito lopez that's right yes so... i did know that i like that one too yeah i think that should be a decent band there's a bunch fight. of fights here that i you know i like enough it's not it's not like your typical like well there's just a bunch of you know I mean, Josh Paris and Chase guys. Sherman probably shouldn't be a main card fight. But it, they need a heavyweight fight. They, they need to because they need to make me mad. <laughs> 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 Got to stick one in the main card. 
So, but yeah, that, that was all I had. I'm, I'm glad we were able to get to this card. I'm mm-hmm. glad we were able to get to this yeah. ultimately. I mean, we had, unfortunately, we had to push it back, but uh, yeah, hopefully uh, to healthier times for all, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, that does it. We'll be back again in a couple days. Uh, Not to break too this long, one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to break this one down. Uh, thanks this for again listening. tomorrow, practically, yeah. yeah. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend.